Jeff Colhane joins the show today on the Know It All podcast. Welcome everybody to the Know It All podcast on this beautiful bye week. I'm still Kyle Wright, and uh, you know, heart rate's going to be able to stay down a little bit this week as the Knolls are on a bye. Um, couldn't be happier. September, brutal schedule. You know, starting the season with LSU, ending the month of September having to go at Clemson. Not really too easy for the Seminoles, only playing one game in Tallahassee during that stretch, but. You know, happy to be here at the bye week, and they come out of the bye with Virginia Tech, who is struggling a little bit on the road. So, uh, looking forward to seeing how the Knowles play in October. Schedule's, uh, you know, slightly favorable. Three of the games in October are at home. Uh, you know, Duke comes to town on the 21st, and Syracuse comes to town on the 14th. We both, we know they're both undefeated as of right now. So, could be some uh, quality matchups coming up for the Seminoles. But that's not what today is about. Today, I'm going to be joined by Jeff Colhane, play-by-play commentator for the Florida State Seminoles, the voice of the Florida State Seminoles. Had a great conversation on tap for him. Uh, going to ask him some questions, of course, about his time so far at FSU. And want to have an interesting conversation about Jordan Travis as well. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview as much as I did. Jeff, thank you so much for joining the show today. I I really appreciate you giving me some of your time, man. Yeah, Kyle, great to talk to you, and uh, what a start to the season. Mike Norvell and this Florida State football team, 4-0, 10 wins in a row. Things uh, pretty good for the Garnet and Gold right now. Great to be with you. Absolutely, man. You know, 30 points in, a, 30 points in each one of those 10 wins as well. It's The offense has been cruising. The defense is improving. Um, a lot to talk about as far as these Seminoles go today, but I want to start a little bit with you uh, just just to give people a little bit of a history lesson on you, you stepped into this role in July of 2022. You're from Fargo, North Dakota. Is that what I saw? Well, that was my last stop. Okay. Um, I grew up in Mitchell, South Dakota. Uh, and so I've been a, been a few places, bounced around in my broadcasting career, spent some time uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska, Morgantown, West Virginia, and then six seasons uh, in Fargo with North Dakota State and uh, some of the great programs up there. So. Um, Happy, obviously, for the change in weather and scenery. That's for sure. I tell everybody, Kyle, I married up in life and married up in weather with this move. So <laughs> life is good. Uh, we're enjoying our time as a part of the Seminole family right now. That's kind of cool. You went from the cream of the crop to uh, of the FCS to the cream of the crop of the FBS, really, with Florida State. Um, obviously, you took over a big-time role, taking over for Gene Deckerhoff. Uh, what is it like sliding into a role for a guy like that? Yeah, you know, I, I've told everyone that, that Gene is the absolute best as a broadcaster, but even better as a person. I mean, he has been a friend and a mentor uh, to me and, and someone that I had been listening to and learning from and looking up to for a while uh, before getting to Tallahassee. Uh, and so you, you can't you can't fill Gene Deckerhoff's shoes. You just put your own pair on and have fun and take him, uh, you know, let, let him take him wherever you need to go. So. Um, that's what we've been doing and have, have really enjoyed being a part of the crew. I mean, William Barnett, Floyd, Tom Block, our spotter, Andy Surratt, our engineer, Chris Colt, 
uh, you know, being a part of the, the Learfield team here in Tallahassee with our GM, Caleb Swan, has been an absolute blast. And, um, you know, you just you go out and you do the best job you possibly can. And you do it in, in carrying on Gene's excellence in your own way. Uh, and, you know, people have asked me that same question and, and asked, hey, are you scared? Are you, are you worried? No. The answer, the answer is absolutely not. Like, this is my dream job. This is what I've been working for my entire life. And so I've never been afraid to follow up someone as great as Gene. I look at it as a challenge. It, it motivates me to do the best job. Uh, that I possibly can, and and knowing that I'm never going to be him, uh, no one is. So I can just be, you know, who I am, and it's been great to work with our crew. They've let me do that, and that's made the transition, you know, really, really seamless from my perspective and a lot of fun. Well, you know, from the fans' perspective, I think the general consensus is that you, you guys are doing a great job, man. Um, so just want you to know that. I'm sure you hear it a lot, but it, it is big for us, like – it's a big change. It's scary for us too. Like that change going from that guy that we know, like I grew up with Gene Deckerhoff. Like my dad would mute the TV and put on the radio and you know, we're kind of, it, yeah. we're, we're in a different generation now where everything's like streamed. Everything's got to be synced up, but it's, so it's a little harder to do that these days, but I I'm on the move a lot. So I appreciate being able to hear you and you do a great job, Jeff. Well, uh, yeah, thank you, Kyle. And I've, I've appreciated the feedback. Uh, positive and negative. Trust me, I see all of it uh, on social media. And so um, I definitely catch uh, a lot of the great comments. And, and that's what's been so fun and, you know, exciting about being here is, yeah, I, I understand. I mean, I did this before as well, Kyle, at my previous stop in North Dakota State, the, the longtime play-by-play man there, sadly passed away due to melanoma. Uh, following the fifth straight national championship for North Dakota State. His name's Scotty Miller, and he'd been doing the games at NDSU for 20 years. And so uh, know what it's all about, understand how hard it is on everyone, and you get used to you know that voice, and Gene Deckerhoff's voice, man, is uh, dulcet tones, right? And so uh, I, I get it, but um, everyone's been so welcoming to me, and I can't thank everyone enough for – just welcoming it, me into the Seminole family and uh, appreciate all the kind of words that everybody has sent my way. Absolutely, man. When we enjoy listening to you. So if my, you. if my math is right, I think you're at 17 games now called officially for Florida state. The, I, I yeah, think, that's correct. Yep. So obviously uh, when I was preparing for this, I went back and watched some clips and listened to some clips and uh, hearing you call the blocked field goal last year was, a, was my favorite clip so far. But what are some of the calls or moments that have stood out to you so far? Yeah, I mean, that's the first one, right? I mean, that whole experience in New Orleans was, was unbelievable. And, you know, Knowles fans have had great, great experiences in the Big Easy and Bourbon Street in the French Quarter. And that's just another one of them in a long, you know, long line of great moments uh, in the Superdome over the decades. And so that was special to be a part of that and to, to be a part of the way that game ended was unbelievable uh, in so many ways. Um, you know, four and 0 start last season, uh, the way this team finished a year ago, winning their last six in a row, uh, the Miami win down there uh, in blowout fashion, the Florida win here and watching the fans, you know, just completely, overtake Bobby Bowden Field inside of Doe Campbell Stadium and, and the war chant echoing with the marching chiefs playing after the game was over with. And, 
you know, then to beat a program like Oklahoma in the bowl game here in Orlando in our home state was, was an amazing atmosphere as well. And that's all just a year ago. And already this year, we've had some amazing experiences with playing LSU again uh, down at Camping World Stadium. That second half of just utter domination against a really good football team. I think LSU has a tremendous chance. I think they're the best team in the West right now in the SEC. And, you know, I, I don't think it's as big of a gap uh, as it has been from Georgia to everybody else in that league this year, uh, to be quite honest with you. So I think we'll be talking about them late in the season. And then, of course, this last weekend was unbelievable. Um, Death Valley Memorial Stadium, Frank Howard Field, sold-out crowd, you know, Florida State and Clemson, and what this game means to the program at this current time in, you know, being able to get over that, that mental hurdle, Kyle, of, you know, finally beating Clemson, beating them on the road, like snapping their 25-game ACC home winning streak, and it's only the third time since 2014 Clemson has lost in that venue. So, you know, all of those things combined with the big plays in those games make that one I'll never forget for sure. That was the the title of last week's episode was Over the Hump. for like Because that, that's where Florida State got here, right? Because I, I kept telling my buddies that I, I'm not – like I believe in this team, but I'm not a believer until they beat Clemson. That was it for them. Yeah, that, I, I, I mean, it's, it's – I think as you said, you know, a lot of people – um, or were expecting a win, but have been, you know, through so many, you know, defeats since 2014 that it's not a given. And so, and Clemson wasn't going to make it easy. I mean, I, I don't care what Clemson's record is right now, and I don't care that they're unranked. This, this is still a team with NFL caliber talent across the board. You know, I know Cade Klubnick is not a veteran guy, but this guy was the, AC, the MVP of the ACC championship last December. So this is a team that's experienced a ton of winning. Uh, you've got guys that still play that were contributors on the 2018 Clemson National Championship team. Um, so, yeah, you know, they've, they've had an unbelievable run. And until you beat them, you, you still are the team looking up to them. And I think that's what this game was all about and what this win was all about this last weekend. And now you feel like you've overcome that hurdle and you feel like you're sitting at the top of the league. There's a ton of football left to be played and a lot that has to go your way, but uh, you're off to a start that you dreamed of before this season began. Absolutely, man, and I don't know if you're familiar with any uh, wrestling references, but you know the great Ric Flair says, to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, That's 100% right. Amen to that. Absolutely. So you're looking at this 2023 team, and you're the voice of the Seminoles, but what is like? What are some things you love about this team? Like just seeing through the eyes of the voice. I love how they play. You know, I love how they they want to play for each other. I love how they want to play for their head coach and all everybody within the program and on the staff. Uh, I love that they want to play for the fans, and uh, I love that. You know, it it takes a little bit of time for a culture to be instilled within a college football program. And Mike Norvell through some tough times in the first year and a half, you know, had that, had that, you know, culture challenge to a certain degree and he stayed the course and stayed with the message and look where we're at, where we're at now. And he had support from the administration, from Michael Alford, from Dr. Richard McCall, the president here at Florida state. And, you know, it, it goes to show you with belief and with the right people in place, 
that you can overcome some of the negative and overcome some of the shortcomings that this program had had you know prior to coach and then obviously you know going through a tough COVID year and the tough start in 2021 everyone stayed the course hung in there Mike Norvell had his vision and uh, the blueprint to success and here we are now with a 10 game winning streak and a 4-0 start and a top five ranking uh, in college football and so it's a special group that has been assembled with coach's vision and the entire coaching staff's you know, uh, thought process on what they need to, to go out and compete at the highest level. And in an era of name, image, and likeness and transfer portal where you don't develop uh, teams of four and five years all at the same time, it still feels like that kind of team, even though there's a lot of first-year guys here that are a lot of, you know, high, major contributors. And that's because of the belief and the player-led locker room that Mike Norvell has instilled uh, here at Florida State University. And so that would be the thing that I appreciate the most. And it's a, it's a group of young men that do it the right way. And you can tell when you're around them how they talk to you, how they look you in the eye, the way they shake your hand. Uh, it's a special group that is off to a start that they deserve so far. Jeff, I hate to go too far off script, but you were talking about NIL and the transfer portal. And um, I, I wonder, like, from your eyes, do you think that, and I don't think it's ever going to become irrelevant, but it seems like in 2023 that recruiting is almost, like, not as important as it used to be. It's different than what it used to be. It's still as important, that's for sure. Right. But it's different than what it used to be. And there still needs to be a relationship there with the, the player and the family and a, a vision for the future for, for said student-athlete. That's all very important. Now you just add in components that are different than what we've ever had before. And, you know, I'll tell you what, the, the collectives at Florida State University have done a tremendous job. Uh, they've done a great job in supporting our student-athletes. Our boosters have done an amazing job in supporting our student-athletes. And within the framework of how the rules work, and that can be very confusing and very complex because they differ from state to state due to you know different, different state government laws, uh, Mike Norvell and company have done an amazing job of incorporating that and utilizing it uh, and also utilizing the transfer portal correctly. And so, you know, with all of that said, I kind of go back to what I said in the answer previous, it could be have a feel of a selfish football team where you're trying to go and get yours. That is not what this team is. There's no selfishness here. And that is because of the message that has been preached and, and how this has been communicated through the recruiting process. And so that's all part of it. It's just that the, the, the component of name, image, and likeness now creates a different conversation that let's be honest has happened before but just not in the public eye right before so that that would be the biggest difference from what you're seeing now compared to what your perception of recruiting was our perception of it was uh, in decades past do any players like really stand out to you the like as far as like getting to interview them like who are some of the most fun guys to be around well, Jared Verse is the first guy that comes to mind. I mean, that guy's got, you know, more personality and character for, you know, than, than as a than a TV star or a movie star, right? For a sitcom <laughs> or a, you know, a, a big time action movie or whatever you want to call it, right? That, that so, does show in everything, like every video yeah. that he's posted. 
Yeah, he, he's special, um, and he is going to have a tremendous career in the National Football League. He'll be a first-round pick uh, come next spring. You know, I, I truly appreciate Jordan Travis and the journey that he has been on and where he's come and, and now where he's at and where he wants to go. And he is, when you talk about a, a personable, respectful person, and, you know, you call him a young man, he's a man. Right, he's in a sixth year of college, and he's he's you know he's 23, 22, 23 years old. I mean, he he is he's gone through some tough times. He's had some scar tissue. He thought about walking away from the game completely. He thought about changing positions, but it's been the vision of Mike Norvell, the belief in him, and the reinstilled confidence in himself from from you know coaches and his family, his father and brother and mother and you know everybody that has gotten him back. Uh, to where he needs to be, and then his work ethic to succeed in putting himself in this position to be a Heisman Trophy candidate, one of the all-time greats in Florida State football history that I'm so impressed with by Jordan. So uh, those are two guys, and there's a lot of individuals on this team that really jump out at you. I mean, uh, I'm a big fan of Robert Scott, left tackle along the offensive line. He's a very artistic person, uh, very skilled in designing you know, uh, you know he, he's artistic in the in creating great uh, graphics and design for uh, shoes and athletic shoes for people out there that that want to have it. Um, you know, on the defensive side of the football, you know, Patrick Payton's a special young man. Fabian Lovett, special Dennis Briggs as well. You know, everybody. The the role that I have here at Florida State is is great because I get to know these guys. Uh, more so than just players. I mean, these guys are people that have overcome a lot that have great stories to tell. And I love part of my job and work is to tell those success stories uh, for fans to be able to connect with. Absolutely, man. I, I love hearing about all that. And you, you, I'm talking about Jordan Travis, an incredible story from start to, to now finish, you know, as he comes, more than likely is in, in his final year. <clears throat> Excuse me, I drinking water and then tried to answer uh, t- <laughs> Ask that question a little too quickly. Um, so obviously Saturday took over the lead all time for FSU and t- touchdowns responsible for uh, when you think of the guys like Charlie Ward, Jameis Winston, Chris Winkie, EJ Manuel, uh, even Danny Cannell, some of the guys that have gone through Tallahassee currently, where would you rank Jordan Travis among some of those greats? Yeah, it's a tough question to answer. I mean, each and every one of those guys were a part of special teams. And, you know, their own stories have have unique paths as well. I mean, Charlie Ward's path to a Heisman Trophy wasn't all, you know, sunshine and palm trees. I mean, he had to overcome adversity and, um, you know, overcome uh, some items or some perceived, you know, shortcomings about his capability as a quarterback. And, you know, once the fast break offense was was found – at Georgia Tech in the early 90s, you know, that, that offense really took off with Charlie as the, the trigger man and the signal caller you know, of that group overall and led to an amazing, you know, 93 season and a national championship season as well. Um, you know, Danny Cannell has to be the guy that follows up the legend, which, as, I, as we talked about earlier, is never easy, right? But he put up some great numbers and, and amazing statistics as a passer here at Florida State. I mean, the choke at Doak. Uh, Danny's the guy that helped lead Florida State back in that fourth quarter uh, in 1995. Uh, Chris Wanky's a unique story as a, a former Major League Baseball player and not getting to, 
to campus until six, seven years later. Uh, and then going through his own injury issues in, in the late 90s uh, before he was able to get that national championship ring in 99 and then the Heisman Trophy win in 2000. And then, you know, Jameis's tale is, is one where, you know, he's a shining star and has an amazing 2013 season. And, you know, he goes through his own bout of adversity as well. I think the common theme is all of these guys have had to overcome something. And, and it goes to show you that, you know, when we think about a, a team and we get upset with a team's success or lack thereof, you know, all of these teams had to overcome massive adversity and had to overcome tough games on their way to special championship seasons. And then some, indi- you know, the individual guys we're talking about, there were certainly games that weren't great along the way. And, and all of these guys stuck with it, had great coaching, great support, confidence and belief in themselves to, to get themselves to where they're being talked about today as all-time greats. And I think that's a consistent theme with Jordan. With everything he's had to overcome, his rise has paralleled this program's rise back in a lot of ways, Kyle, from the negative times, Leighton Jimbo's run, Willie's, you know, short time here, and then Coach Norvell trying to get it back to where it needs to go. And now it is. I think there's a lot of, a lot of parallels with Jordan Travis and with where Florida State football is at today. I think just from a fan's perspective, I you know I got Jordan right there below that Charlie and Jameis threshold. But I think with the story and what you just said about being there from the Willie like Willie Taggart, maybe the best thing he ever did for Florida State was Jordan Travis, bring being able to bring him in, and he's been there through this whole rebuild. And if he's able to get Florida State to that ACC championship and even add a Heisman and or a national championship, I, I think he would. Uh, I think he would take over the all-time spot just from a fan's perspective. Yeah, he's right near the top. I mean, if, if he's able to accomplish those things, I mean, if he gets to you know, find his way to New York, uh, you know, even even if he does not win uh, the trophy, he's going to rewrite the record book, uh, books with his career numbers, you know, here at FSU. And um, that that's the goal for him from a team standpoint is he, he wants to win a national championship. All these guys do. Uh, there's no – you know, there's no shortcoming here where there there's a an avenue with this team that they look at it as successful. They came back. All these guys that could have gone pro and made a ton of money wanted to come back here and do it with each other and do it for Coach Norvell and the staff and for the fans because they believe they had something special to close out 2022 and they wanted to run it back here in 23 and see what they could uh, they could get done as a group. And uh, it's a special group. It's a it's a fun start to the season. And now we've been able to build some momentum here with this bye week starting 4-0 and now three games at Del Campbell Stadium where we could really uh, get things rolling into the final month of the regular season. Yeah, it's about time. It feels like, I mean, well, it doesn't feel like they've, they have not been at home this month, like other than Southern Miss. So excited mm-hmm. to be able to get back in the doke this month and go see my Seminoles play. Yeah, um, Absolutely. So before we end this interview, Jeff, I just want to uh, be real with you for a second and uh, just say thank you to you instead of like texting it to you all the time. Somebody in your role, you don't really have to give a guy like me the time of day, but you always answer my questions. You always text me back if I have anything that I need, and uh, I really appreciate you. Also, uh, underrated thing in my eyes, when I texted you a couple weeks ago to begin this opportunity for this interview you called me by name which means you either had my number saved or you had it somewhere in the memory so that means a lot to a guy like me who's able like starting his little come up journey so 
just want to let you know I appreciate you, and it's been incredible to learn some valuable skills in the booth from you, even from afar. Well, hey, Kyle, I appreciate that. Thank you for the kind words, and thank you for thinking of me to have me on your show, and you know, happy to help in any way I can. There, there have been a lot of people in my life that have, you know, taken their time to pay it forward to me, and I think it's a it's a huge responsibility to do the same for as many people as possible. And, you know, from, from a sports broadcasting perspective, it is, it's a big family. And, um, you know, we are the, the, the right thing to do and not all do this, but the right thing to do is, is to pay it forward and pay it back in a lot of ways. And I've had a lot of, a lot of help along the way on my journey and certainly want to help out as much as I can. So, uh, happy to be here and, and happy to be talking with you on the show today. Fantastic, Jeff. I have a feeling we'll be doing this again at some point down the road. That sounds good to me, Kyle. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, and we'll do it again sometime soon. Go Knowles. Hey, go Knowles, man. Thank you. What an interview. Uh, just, I hope you guys enjoyed that, man. Uh, what a great guy to talk to. A great, Some great conversation pieces from that interview. And just once again, Jeff, if you listened back to that and if you're still here, thank you so much for giving me that opportunity and giving me some of that time. And uh, FSU fans, we have a lot to be fired up about, man. It's This program, they don't have to win a national championship for us to realize that they're back. You know, Getting to the ACC championship and winning that would definitely, in my opinion, be like the floor for this team. But, man... We've come a long way since the the five and sevens, the three and nine, the four and eight, whatever the the Florida State Seminoles did for the last, you know, from twenty seventeen to twenty twenty one. Those days are over. We've got the right head coach. We've got the right staff. We've got the right boosters. We've got people that believe in this program around Tallahassee. Jeff said it best, man. As long as the belief is there. This program is going to be a problem for everybody, especially starting next year in a 12-team college football playoff era. So thank you guys for listening. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, leave a five-star review. And as I always say, if you didn't enjoy the show, just go somewhere else. We'll talk to you guys next week after Florida State, Virginia Tech.